Today's podcast is a very special episode with the most beautiful, courageous, heavenly human, Janine. Janine trusted me to listen to her experiences about being a black woman and what life is like for her and the everyday racism she experiences and the impact that this has. Janine and I were chatting after a recent bike event we both went to, where she admitted that despite being surrounded by women, she walked away with a sense of feeling alone as she was the only black woman there. I asked Janine if she wanted to talk about this on the pod and speak about the barriers that exist for black people and other persons of colour to join this sport that is heavily dominated by white people. Janine and I hope that by having these conversations, regardless of how difficult people may find them, is a start, and embodying being anti-racist over inertia is a small step that will make a huge difference. But just before we do that, don't forget to head on over to the Girls on Wheels website and subscribe to the newsletter, where you can keep in the loop about upcoming guests and episodes and be in with a chance to get involved. And please give the pod a follow on Instagram and Facebook at Girls on Wheels Podcast and check out the pod's number one supporter, Shawnee at Shred Lucky Girl. Now, let's get into today's episode. Welcome to an episode of Girls on Wheels podcast. This is a slightly different episode, I guess, to what I've normally been putting out. Um, I'm joined today by Janine. Hiya, Hi, Janine. Me and Janine had a conversation after Project Evolve and we were just chit-chatting and Janine, you brought up that it was noticeable that you were the only person there um of colour, if that's the respectful thing to say, um, with you know, black skin. And I was conscious that I'm here plugging our oh, girls need to get into the sport, but also really conscious that there's a you know much bigger issue out there that there's absolutely like bare minimal diversity in terms of of who rides bikes it's predominantly white people um and that's always made me feel like I've been really conscious of it and I guess I I was aware that when I'd asked you to come on the podcast I was asking you to talk about women like not being in this sport but really conscious that I was almost I don't know, not mentioning the obvious as well. Does that make sense? Um, I know we, we've spoke about this before, but we said that it would be great if you came on the pod and we spoke about this and we had like an open conversation and you chatted about some of the things that we've spoke about in person and, yeah, had a had a voice for for everything because I'm aware I can't you know, I can't be that voice because I have not experienced what you've experienced at all. Um, and I just wanted to offer this podcast as a space for you to, yeah, talk about it. And just want to say as well, thank you so much for thinking about it and then agreeing to do it because I know it's a massive, massive thing um, for you. So enough from my waffle. Um, but yeah, do you want to Shall we start with that conversation that we had then um, about Project Evolve? And it's not, it, like you say, it's not to blame Project Evolve or anything like that, but that's just, yeah. yeah. Over to you. <laughs> Thank then. you. Um, yeah, it was um, it was a great conversation that we had. Um, and just going on your point of when you first invited me on and we spoke about women and we spoke about my kind of motherhood journey and sort of my healing journey and bikes being interwoven in all of that um that's kind of 
where I've always come from originally. Um, I haven't kind of wanted to talk about the elephant in the room. Um, and that's something that came out of our conversation a lot, um, which was quite eye-opening for me because it's made me realise potentially why I haven't brought up the elephant in the room. Um, so, yeah, we spoke and we talked about Project Evolve. And obviously, I live in Sleepy Devon and I am who I am. I've always been me. I don't really worry about my skin colour. It's not something that's like on my radar on the daily. However, there are times in a smaller sort of rural place that it's quite obvious say if I go to the cinema or if I yeah. go to the theatre or whatever I you know sometimes it, it it clocks um but Project Evolve I guess I went and I thought oh it's in Cardiff you know it's in a city um, it's an indoor skate park um or in, you know indoor ramp park and um I just thought I would see a bit more diversity and I didn't <laughs> which it did really yeah it, it did it, it did show itself up to me, which often, like I say, it, it doesn't until I'm in a smaller place. So I think that was what it was. Now, I know, again, women had come from all around and it wasn't just people from Cardiff, um, because I imagine Cardiff is a lot more diverse than North Devon. Um, but hmm. I just I think driving home, I was just like, wow, OK, there was a lot of women there. There was a lot of women and it just felt like there's one there's just me um and it just made me question like why yeah. why is that like and then it made me think back to other places that I've ridden so that I've only really been to that indoor um oh actually I've been down to Mount Hawk as well um but yeah when I'm thinking about on the trails I've seen people of colour at Bike Park Wales um I've seen people of colour at Wind Hill and that, that's literally it. And when I say people, I mean one or two men. Um, I mm. think I might have seen a picture of one woman somewhere at a ladies' day, maybe at Bike Park Wales. Um, but it, ju it just made me think. It just made me think, why is this? Why is it the case? And I, there's loads of reasons, right? And I guess that's what I want to talk about, um, what those reasons might be. Yeah. Um, and just maybe what? Are those reasons stopping people from from getting into it so yeah 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 and I know that when we had that conversation you wanted to what what struck me is it and I understood it completely but well understood it as much as I could but you wanted to go away and think about it because you mentioned a couple of times that you didn't want to be that mm. person and that they were your words and you know that after that I just was thinking to myself I, I don't even know what the, the the word is to describe how I felt for you in that but that like how sad and disappointing it was that you felt because of the world and whatever that you were, you couldn't say what you needed to say because you were going to get branded that person yeah. and it, it I can understand it from a tiny, like a tiny little bit because I've read a few mm. things or whatever, but that just really struck me because I couldn't ever imagine in my sort of privileged life that I would ever be in a situation. And I guess this is the fucking problem, isn't it? That, that where I would think, oh, I can't 
say something because I'll be deemed that person. And there's just something so like wrong with that, isn't uh-huh. there? It, it, it's giving me like not even goosebumps. It's just making me feel like cold now saying it because to think that it, it's almost like it shone a bit of a torch on on how it must be and the suppression of your voice um because yeah you don't want to get branded oh she's just she's going on about that or because you said a few did a few people said something like that to you about was it your neighbor um what you said no. so don't go on about that don't play that card oh, it wasn't my neighbor so it was an older an older lady around here who had mentioned oh. yeah um it wasn't about me specifically but she was talking about a program that she'd watched and um yeah how this person this person of color in the program a black woman um was not getting on with whatever it was she was supposed to be doing in this program and playing the black card and this was three weeks ago that was said to me to my yeah. face and those are the things that I mean that you just well that I I'll say, say you me this is my experience that I have suppressed my voice and I don't want to be that person because like you say I don't want to be branded as the one to go on about it now it's not even going on about it is it it's just raising it as a question but I no. feel like and I know most, I know the majority of my friends and people that know me wouldn't think like that, but it's that fear of others. Um, and it goes way back. So when we were talking, this is then, so yeah, a lot came up for me when those words fell out of my mouth because I was mm. thinking, well, where's that? Where is that coming from, Janine? Because I've had a, a little bit of racism thrown at me, not interestingly not until I got back to this country I grew up in Oman till I was 10 because my dad who's white my mum's black um, had an engineering job um, in the Middle East so I grew up there and obviously surrounded you know by Middle Eastern um, Muslims and there was a lot of white expat but it was very diverse so it wasn't a thing and then when I moved back yeah. here, um, it started at primary. I So I joined school in what is the equivalent of year six in this country for like the last two terms. Um, and there was me and maybe two others in my primary school. And it happened on my first day <laughs> at school. Mm. Um, so to come from nothing and then to get hit with, you know, a hideous experience wasn't great. But what it made me do, I think, on reflection is become a people pleaser. So I don't or I didn't um, ever want to rock the boat because I didn't want anyone to have a reason to come at me with anything. So I've always, I guess, been a people pleaser. I haven't like I try not to get into arguments. I hate confrontation like you wouldn't believe. Like it's my biggest fear um, because I just think something's going to come someone's going to come at me with the obvious um yeah so it's it's that stuff it's that stuff that sits deep in my subconscious that I guess made me not want to be that person um but yeah I wonder then how how many people may also suffer with that yeah probably the majority and because uh, I, I was um, 
after George Floyd in America, I followed a lot of accounts and um, I was this girl called Lauren McMahon. She's someone from the breast cancer community. Mm. So I followed her and she was saying, we need to educate ourselves yeah. on this. Um, you don't, it's not for anyone else to do that work. It's for us to do it as in like white people. Um, and I started, she was like, diversify your Instagram, follow these people, get involved in, with the activists and like, you know, just open your eyes to it and stuff. So I followed a lot of um, people that were talking about it. Um, I'd have to get the Instagram up to look at the name of the person because it's, it's not like, mm. a, it's not a name. It's like loads of jumble of letters, but I, and um, this lady, she, she's a massive activist and she's always talking about stuff. And then she shares how much backlash she gets mm. when she says something. And then she talks about how this is the problem because the, you know, you step up to say your voice and then you just get branded these typical fucking things. Mm. And then you're, it's a, it's, a, it's like that. I don't know what the correct terminology is, but that subconscious suppression that is, is everywhere. Yeah. And then, you're explaining that you're you're feeling it and then other people are doing it without even knowing some people do know some people don't mm. know and it, it was eye-opening it's been eye-opening just sort of seeing that um yeah because I think it's it's, it's too easy to to ignore it and and just think that it's I don't know mm. it, there's another yeah. there's another side as well where it's so it's almost like some people now think that it's almost to the other way as well. So I've had it recently where people have said, you know, oh, you can't see anything. And it's like, well, <laughs> Hannah, let me think how I'm going to articulate this. So before, I guess I felt like I didn't want to be the one to bring it up. And that that's my experience and that I feel that my voice has been suppressed. But now if you do go and say something in a situation that you feel comfortable and around people that you're supported with, sometimes now you can get you can get a bit of a, a kickback from like, well, it's everywhere now. You know, like all the adverts are, you know, diverse and it's all, you know, it's almost too far the other way. And like people are finding problems in what isn't there. And then you're like, what the fuck? Like, where, where? So like, I couldn't say anything before and now it's okay mm. to say something, but now I'm saying too much. So where the fuck can I speak? And what can I say that's going to make you feel comfortable? Because I've not spent much yeah. of my life comfortable with saying any of it. So if you can give me some sort of, <laughs> and that's, that's a worry. That's kind of a new thing that I've reflected on recently. Like, I couldn't say anything before for what wanting to upset, not wanting to upset anyone. And now I feel like people are saying, use your voice. It's okay. You know, people are doing work and then you go and say something now and it's, Oh, it's too much. You're looking for problems. You know, you're making something that's not there. And I'm like, I don't know what, I don't know what. So I just, what do I do? <laughs> yeah. Like that's an impossible situation. And yeah. Yeah. How the, how the hell. But the fact that it's it's even exists is the is the problem, isn't yeah. it? Because yeah, 
Yeah. yeah, it's a bit of a mind-blowing one. Um, yeah, and, you know, you... What can you... Have you unpicked, like, further about you saying that you don't want to be that person? Mm. Have you gone into that? Um, so, yeah, interestingly... Um, there's been a little bit of like movement on that recently. Like um, I've been approached by a local, um, I suppose, surf brand, kind of street brand, and they are looking to hear my story in terms of an equality, diversity based thing. And again, that's been great. You know, that's that's a company that's looking to, to do something differently and, and actually asking for voice from, from me, which is, which is awesome. That makes things feel a little bit like they're moving on. Um, but there is that still kind of thing that harks back to the past of like, Oh, you only want me because of that. But then if you don't, if I don't mm. do that, then it doesn't happen, does it? So it, I think Lizzo was very famed for that. You know, she wanted to see bigger people, bigger black people, doing stuff and then someone said to her exactly that well if you don't do it who's going to do it so yeah you kind of have to take the I suppose the opportunity as it comes up and that's what I really sat with after we spoke you know I just thought well why not like why not say because if I don't who who is going to um and, and many people do talk, don't get me wrong, but in terms of biking and why there isn't a strong representation of diversity in the sport, I don't know who's going to talk about it. Um, there, I had, there is a, another good podcast out there. Um, Downtime podcast did a, a good one, um, and that was really good to, to listen to. Um, but again, like there's no, there was no female voice. Um, and, 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 and we spoke about that, actually. And, and, I do think my determination for riding goes even deeper because of it. So yeah, as a woman at a bike park, you do feel the eyes on you. Um, I don't think blokes get it so much. I'm sure some do, but they can turn up to a bike park, literally just put on the kit, jump on the bike and go down a trail. A woman turns up and does that mm. and you can physically see people turning and oh what's she gonna do and, and you can feel that right that's yeah. why you probably and me and others feel more comfortable at a ladies day because there isn't that kind of pressure of people watching or you know mm. judging it's just a it's just a thing it's just a feeling we have right people are looking yeah well I've got an added one on top of that it's a black woman you don't see many of us at bike parks so the eyes yeah. feel really on and I'm not saying that makes me want to try harder but it kind of know, maybe it does maybe it does I don't know but that it ties in with a lot of other things that I've done in my life because I want to be really good so no one's got any shit they can throw at me um yeah that which is is that exhausting? Yeah. Ultimately, it gave me an autoimmune condition, didn't it? Um, yeah. And I always thought it was suppression of 
all sorts, emotion, you know, motherhood, all of that sort of stuff. But then I, I think I realise how much is tied in to my skin. <laughs> and funnily enough, it was a yeah. skin condition. <laughs> yeah, the the universe has given you that indicator, right? But yeah, it's took even more time for that to come up to the surface because well yeah there there hasn't been that opportunity perhaps for you know for you to be able to express your voice which not authentically I suppose no yeah you know I maybe I let's you know think about the things I do in life as well like I'm quite I say I'm, I'm I'm extrovert, like in terms of what I like to do. Um, but it's because all that stuff makes me feel good. I've had the show off comments thrown at me um, a thousand times, but you know, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So that's been like hula hoop based. <laughs> so I do that, and I love that, <laughs> and it's great because it makes me feel like a kid. Um, <laughs> and I can put some music on, I can dance around, I can jump around, it feels really good. It's a great energy shifter. Um and I happen to be able to do it, right? I've not it's not something I've kind of overly practiced. I just it's I get in a flow, it's just it happens. And um I picked up a hula hoop at a little mini festival that was um local to us, and somebody walked past and went, Oh, there you go, you show off. And this girl I knew, and I'm like, okay. So the hoop dropped, and I just immediately was like, I just went straight in to myself. And actually, I sat with that for a little bit afterwards, and I was like, God, that's like, really? Is am I show off? Like, is that a bad thing? Like, should I not be doing that? Should I just be sitting in the corner, like being quiet and not like upsetting anybody? And it. I remember that tied into a thing that happened to me when I was a kid at a family party and I was dancing on the dance floor, lights flashing, DJ, all the rest of it. I love dancing. Who doesn't? Um, And yeah, my grandma came up, my dad's mum, and she took me to one side and she whispered in my ear, she goes, stop showing off in front of the DJ. And I was heartbroken. And I remember just going and sitting down in the corner and I just that was it for the night then I just sort of sat there and didn't do anything um and it was weird because that that literally that moment flashed into my mind when that girl said that to me Mm. and then I was thinking to myself well I wonder if this is why like I've always tried to keep myself a bit small so in work I'd always do the best I could um to try and prove and show that I'm good at what I can do but when it comes to yeah yeah stuff like hula hooping or like riding or anything I've tried back in the past I've not wanted to be too out there because I don't want to upset anyone so that comment was just really hideous to be honest and then you know what so the that was the saturday of the of the festival and then on the sunday same thing happened different person and i was like yeah, same comment and I was like you would you say that to a child these days would you say to a kid oh my god stop showing off 
like you just wouldn't most people would just be like oh wow that's wicked you're so into it you know you'd be really pleased that a kid was naturally good at something or enjoying it and and that time I actually went and spoke to this person um I thought I'm not gonna take that and I went up to her and I just said I just need to let you know that that those words might be a bit ill-chosen and this is and I explained to her what happened to me with my grandma when I was younger and I was like you know that's why I've held myself back in some some respects um and she was so shocked and she could not have apologized more and I it was a really nice conversation and, and I was I, I think I handled it well like we, it wasn't I didn't attack her it was nothing like that I was just trying to explain how the comment made me feel and she messaged me a few days later mm. saying it was still on her mind and she wanted to apologize again um and that was a real moment for me because I used my voice where I never have yeah. um or never would have before and it made her think differently and she even said I'm going to make sure that I never use those words to my child, to anybody else's child, to anybody else ever again. And I really want to thank you for for, for setting me straight on it. And that felt really good yeah. because that will stop that happening to little me in the future or another little person in the future or a big person. You know, you just don't know. The, your words carry so much weight. Um, yeah, they really do. Yeah. Sorry, I've gone off on a complete tangent then, but it's, kind, it's all kind of tied in. Nice. Um, yeah, and I guess I was saying, like, if I look at my Instagram, it looks showy-offy, but I'm just having fucking fun, you know, and just trying to, yeah, just trying to, I guess, show that lighter side of me, because um, I've been through the, the dark stuff, the deep stuff, but I choose to do that a little bit more privately, I suppose, because um, it's, it's weighty, it's big, and it, it's not mm. something that I want to just stick on there and allow all and sundry to come at me with. I need to work through that stuff myself first. Yeah, I, it, you know, you don't have to justify it, though, do you? Like, none of us have to justify yeah. anything. And it's, it's, yeah, the fact you think you've got to justify it and why you don't want to share your personal, like, really private stuff is that's that's the problem mm. isn't it you've got to feel like you're trying to dilute what you're doing yeah, like, yeah. I, I, yeah do you know i don't know if i'm just chatting shit there so correct me if not but i, I can't it, it just must feel absolutely fucking exhausting and like a constant thought process that's going on yeah. and but not even a thought obviously it's it's big big yeah. stuff that I mean I don't know do, is, is there a feeling in there that if you let things come to the surface then you're afraid that you won't be able to get them back in in terms of the emotion of it I don't know if that feels yeah, yeah I think there I think there probably is definitely like there's some stuff when I think you know when I think about it and you know even when you said at the beginning how you feel about what I said that makes me want to cry too and like not stop crying um yeah but, you know what's that gonna do really I mean yeah what's it gonna do but it's it's just 
if there's just so much little stuff as well, I don't think people really realise. So obviously there was the lady that I spoke, spoke to you about, about saying about the woman on TV playing the black card. Um, you know, that's one little off the cuff comment that meant nothing to her, but was I ca- I've now carried for weeks. Um, there was an incident yeah. the other day in a coffee shop on the way back from riding. Um, cut a long story short, I'm in, a, I'm in the coffee shop, a cute dog there, this old boy comes in um he's obviously fairly local and rural and he said oh that's a nice dog he said to the cashier he goes is it your dog to the cashier she's like oh no it's not and I was fussing and she said oh is it her dog and she goes oh no it's not it's the owner's dog um and he starts going on about how he's got a dog that's very similar um you could tell he's well into his dog so he's off on one the owner comes around the corner I get my coffee that I was waiting for um there's you know it's a smaller shop and he's going on to the owner about how wonderful his dog is and how it's like hers and blah 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 and he goes so the only thing is he goes funny my dog doesn't like people with dark skin and i'm like i'm stood this close to you um how could you not have noticed because you asked the cashier if it was my dog so you looked at me um and i could i could I, again, I don't know what to do in those situations. So what did I do? I just stared no. down at the floor. But inside, I'm feeling sorry for the cashier. I'm feeling sorry for the owner. And the only person I'm not feeling sorry for is myself. Um, <sighs> Fucking hell. So that's one. <laughs> and then the other day, um, I'm at a workplace and there's a lady there of Indian descent. And there's a group of other people who don't know this lady, but they're kind of all together at this event. And they're looking at the board of food that's available for the night. And then one woman turns around and says, oh, so-and-so's name, meaning the Indian lady. Guess what? You're going to love it. It's curry night tonight. This is in the space of weeks now in 2023, Danny. Like these are all just little things, but they chip away, they sink in. It's not, it's not gone away. Like there's work being done, but there's so much of those little comments, and it's those people that I'm scared of in sharing my voice. I could my friends, people I know, I know they're not like that. I'm surrounded by amazing people who love me and who love everybody that they're around. But it's those randoms that are terrifying. Yeah. Well <laughs> being in that environment where you don't know what someone's gonna fucking say is you know Yeah, it just must be on edge. Yeah. You know, everyone and, has stuff. But no, but this is don't justify it. Don't don't dilute it, Janine, because I you know, this is like there isn't a word to this is mm. mass this is massive stuff that Yeah, it's mm. it's not the same. It's not the same as other people's stuff. So, you know, don't don't dilute it and compare it to other shit yeah people got shit going on and whatever but this isn't just shit going on this is it's deep rooted this is a life yeah and it's your life and how you 
have to live your life and navigate it. Goes, it. it goes and back so deeply, it, it, doesn't it? So far back. It goes back mm. from people being stolen from their lands and taken elsewhere yeah. and having to become people that they're technically not and go through huge traumas and then that being carried through generationally. You know, it's it's massive. It's not... It's It's, yeah. It's not hair colour and it's not having a squinty eye or, you know... It, it it goes through your family and it's how that was dealt with in the family carries through and <clears throat> yeah it's humongous so don't please don't say i know other people have got <laughs> shit because that's probably like your default coming out there going oh i need to i need to calm this down in case people say <laughs> that i'm going on or whatever like you know it's don't don't dilute it it's well within yeah you don't need to dilute it and what you know just thank you for explaining those you know sharing those things because it just it's it's embarrassed like I've I feel like this embarrassment and this and I don't want you to give me any comfort for this I'm just expressing it but you just it makes me cringe inside and be embarrassed and like want to apologize for that for happening because it's just it's sickening and and then also the way you you reacted is just like is that the cat no it's the hang on one second oh okay no no worries it's all good thank you sorry yeah it's okay i thought the cat was um trying <laughs> he's to sleeping <laughs> <laughs> this isn't Janine's cat, by the way. This is a a friendly, a friendly cat. <laughs> is he up there? Oh my god, his little head's oh, poking what? out. There he is. Oh, <laughs> I can see him. I can see him. Anyway, He's, you could hear you could hear you talking about him. <laughs> um, but mm. canal man. Yeah, it's a lot. It's <sighs> it is and. Yeah, it, I think that's really important, like to be really aware of the language that people mm. use. And it's not even overt language, is it? It's that yeah. the whole situa- the situation and you just. So going back to the coffee shop oh, thing, just... like obviously I was awake that night thinking, oh, I wish I'd said this. And there's always that, like I should have said this. I should have said that. It would have been, you know, and I mm. had that conversation with myself. Um but I do sort of wish, and maybe she did after I'd gone, but I kind of do wish that the owner or the cashier had said something while I was there. Like, I didn't need rescuing out of that situation. But maybe, because I I think if I'd said something, I'm really then worried about the confrontation or having that shit thrown at me that I'm expecting but maybe that's where people can help like if they hear something to to step forward and say actually you know what do you mean by that and to to question him and to be Um, I mean this is what I can't understand like it wasn't a derogatory comment as in that's not what he thinks it's what he's saying his dog reacts to but the very fact that I'm stood there he's had no thought about how that might make me feel 
no thought whatsoever. Like, so maybe that's the question, you know, um, did you notice that this lady stood next to you is dark skin? Did, would you, would you have a think about how that might make somebody feel hearing that? Would he even get that? But I don't know. I'm like, this is where it's so hard. Like, how do you help? Yeah, I don't know. I'm like, I just, that's the kind of question I had going around in my head. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I guess my my thoughts that are just popping up there is action is better than inaction. And I think there's a lot of people out there that are afraid to do or say something because they're worried they're gonna like slip up or say something that's offensive or that they're not going to use the right terminology um or whatever but I think that if you know if you know that something isn't right your gut will tell you and even if you haven't got the correct words Mm. the the action is better than inaction I I would say because yeah yeah it's challenge it's challenging these people isn't it and it's you know it's the fact that you can't you feel like you can't do that challenge yourself because of you know everything fear of confrontation is and then yeah you know saying that you're going to get stuff thrown back at you I mean you don't need to to say what that is it's obvious what you're you're fearing um and then what are you supposed to just go around then and just take all this stuff like on the chin and just be like oh I'm not going to make a a fuss here because I'm afraid it will get worse and yeah that's it I mean I like to think that maybe she did say something after I'd gone you know I don't know she might have done but I also think maybe she didn't maybe she didn't want to upset her customer (laughs) you know but she had yeah yeah a customer had been upset (laughs) you are that you were the customer like this is yeah it it should people should be challenging it challenging these people that are coming out with and I think you're being quite kind to this person and generous in saying that you know he he didn't think he was just this just that like what an ignorant (laughs) twat um but yeah yeah oh i wish i could um keep sending you a virtual virtual hug even if you're not a hugger hugger. you are great (laughs) to see you thank you oh god i knew this was going to be difficult in but it's good you know it's good um you know, it's weird that those three things happened, you know, since our chat, you know, like, because it just makes me think I'm not making it up, you know, I'm. it's not in my head, it's not. No, no, it's, it's, it's not. And again, that just goes back to this feeling that, I don't know, it is everything around you trying to tell you that what you are feeling is is wrong you're wrong 
we're right type thing. Yeah, it's, it's fucking nuts. And um, yeah, and then I guess, I guess uh, I then ask a lot of questions about why I don't see the diversity in the sport. And I don't, I, you know, obviously this is my sort of stuff and I don't know whether other people's stuff isn't the same. It's not going to be the same because like, that's another classic, isn't it? That like assuming that all black people have the same experience and the same issues. We don't, mm. we're just as diverse as the white community. Um, you know, I consider myself fairly privileged, um, very privileged compared to a lot of the black community. Um, and my experiences vary hugely, you know, and I think about why I don't see people on the trails. Like um, bikes are really fucking expensive, right? Um, you know, and I would probably hazard a guess that a lot of the black community are in more built up areas. Um, there's less black people in rural communities. That's true because I'm in one and there's less of us here. Um, so there's, people have less access to trails or bike parks you know it's an expensive sport uh, although you can do it cheaper you know ultimately there is a level of privilege that goes alongside it so that's one thing you know but whereas you go to a skate park in Brixton or Hackney or you know you'll find black skaters probably you'll find black BMXs it's a different sport but you'll see more represented in an urban setting um but yeah like females on trails not seeing many um yeah so i just it's my question why really and i'd love to mm. i'd love to find out and ask other people's experiences because i've only got mine and i am one of them but you know, there's, there's got to be more. There's got to be more of us out there. Yeah. Um, well, you know, we could, you could shout out on here and ask that if anyone's yeah. listening and they want to sort of get in touch to share their experience. Um, yeah, then. I'd love to. I'd love to hear some more because, yeah. I'd, I'd love to just love to you can't you said it you can't be what you can't see right and I've just kind of knuckled through it and done what I've done because I love it um but there's been no one for me to look up to like really that looks like me I don't see myself anywhere else represented it's kind of cool in a way yeah. um you know feels a little bit pioneering <laughs> perhaps but, but yeah. you know it like that goes back to childhood as well. Like, how long did it take? I loved Barbies. Like, when I was growing up, that was my thing, playing with Barbie dolls. Um, did I ever see myself in a Barbie until, like, the late 80s? No. Same with, you know, dollies and all of that. They were never black. Um, yeah. Yeah, there's a there's a famous experiment, isn't there, about that I've seen on YouTube about kids being given white dolls and black dolls and which ones they think beautiful and which ones they think are ugly. Um, you know, and that's heartbreaking. That's really hard. That's a hard watch. Um, 
but that was my childhood you know I didn't have I didn't have black dolls or anything that represented me ever until I was past that you know yeah which you know I'll never I'll never understand that um I'm aware of that that privilege that I've got that I've been born into um but yeah you know going back to biking or life like yeah you can't be what you can't see and that I think there's a lot of socioeconomic factors I think that's what you'd call it about where people are living and you know all that stuff that's that's massive and really deep rooted again um but you know if if there isn't any representation in the sport those people in the community that do have you know options for hobbies and and access to trails and whatever is it is it on their radar if they can't if if people that look like them aren't doing it and it sounds so simple but it is simple isn't it because you know especially when we're little we're influenced by everything around us so if you don't see it oh I was listening to a podcast Stephen Bartlett interviewed oh it's going to be really boring because I can't remember the bloody name of the person yeah he um he interviewed this, I think he was a famous rapper. Oh, God, I'll have to get the mm. name of it. But this lad said that um, he didn't know what university was <laughs> until he was 16 or 18. So he'd grown up through education. Mm. He lived in, like, the one of the boroughs of London. Um, so he'd grown up the episode. through education, and he did not know what university was until he was 18, I think. And I'm like... How then has someone grown up for 18 whole years and been in like the education system and they didn't know, they weren't told they're exposed to university? I don't understand how that could have happened, but it it highlights that if you're not, if the people around you aren't, if you're not influenced and you can't see it, then you don't know it exists. Absolutely. And, and, yeah, it's it's mad, isn't it? And it's not just even it like is, seeing uh, people, it's also knowing that that was an option for him. He was never told that was an option mm. for him. Yeah, which is, is what? Yeah. Like, the yeah. fuck? That, that's beyond belief as well, yeah. isn't it? Um, in terms of, yeah, biking, it is, yeah, it, it's like, where, where does it start? Where where do where do you begin with it? Um, because yeah, you need. It's even like more difficult in terms of you know, scrap the getting more women in. That's relatively simple when you think about yeah. it. But yeah, getting the representation from like black and brown communities. Like where where do you start? You need more people that are doing it to know it's an totally. option. You need more pathways into it, don't you? I found like, there are people making steps into it which is amazing like there's the mountain bike color collective and then there's jasmine who does a lot of work with that and but when i've looked at it it's awesome but it feels like north of the border there's like nothing in the south um which is 
which is strange and again comes back to that kind of blanket thing so yeah it just feels like there's nothing there's no one south of the border wherever the border is but you know what I mean by north and south we do we get that in England um yeah yeah it just feels like the halfway yeah, the point halfway, where is that <laughs> I think that's where I okay. am so I I'm in the middle I'm in the Midlands so there we go I think that we're the we're on the border yeah. because yeah south and north but we're yeah we're in yeah. the middle okay we're like good. and we call yeah <laughs> but no, I know. Yeah, sorry, no, I interrupted no, no, you. I was just thinking. No, it's true. It's a good question. As no, I, came I, reckon, up. I reckon Cobb's. <laughs> but yeah, there is a, there's a def, there is seems to be a divide. You know, like the people in the south. I've sort of seen a few more urban sports people, but northern there's like I'd say like there's more like Indian riders. Um, I've seen a few people, and then I found one woman in america who's a bit more sort of like on her insta and i've looked you know believe me i've looked (laughs) and then i found one young girl who you know who i think was little me oh yeah (laughs) um yeah like seriously little me it's scary (laughs) (laughs) she's ace she's she's so great yeah um, it's great yeah and i just yeah but there, there isn't many and i'm just like so, yeah, how do we sort that out? Like, how do we sort that out? Is it that there isn't anybody and that people need to be inspired to give it a try or to, like, to think that it can be for them too? Or, what? Well, you know, but I guess only we can only find that out by asking people who are doing it, maybe, to get more of a a view on that. Yeah, I think um, it almost when... Uh, things like this not like this but it can feel like where do you start is it in is the word insurmountable or unsurmountable i I never know it's insurmountable (laughs) yeah that that word (laughs) i always mix it up it can feel in i'm gonna go with in insurmountable but something's got to start somewhere Mm. hasn't it um and Doing that little little thing might seem like just tiny and pointless, and like, well, what's this going to achieve? But it, without all those little things starting, nothing will ever become right a big thing. Do you know, right. it, it's it's got to start, hasn't it? It's, and I think it is probably starting in lots of ways, but that people don't necessarily know mm. about because it sounds like a bet your experience that you're describing in um not wanting to voice everything through fear of being you know told you haven't got a voice for want of a better phrase but maybe people are are all that's holding them Mm. back um Hey, it's me. Just a cheeky little interruption here to remind you to go over to the website and sign up to the newsletter. Give me a follow on socials at Girls on Wheels podcast. And if you're enjoying this, head over to podchaser.com and leave me a raving review as it helps me so much. And I really appreciate it. Now back to the episode. I, I mean, I don't know. No, I'm just and I think when we there, talked, but... I kind of about the elephant in the room like I've I feel like 
in order for people so I'm looking around for black riders and not finding very many and I'm almost thinking like I feel like I need to sort of put myself out there and say I'm Janine I am black and I ride mountain bikes but I feel like I can't say that I feel like I just like oh, I'm Janine and I ride mountain bikes. Um, here's some like pictures of me doing it and some video of me doing it. Like, but I won't talk about that. <laughs> but I feel like that's what I need to say so people can go, oh, okay, well that's nice and clear. But there's that hold back in not wanting to state that as such. But by stating it, maybe that will make it more obvious and clear. Um, maybe that's what I need to do. Yeah. Maybe that is the first small step. Yeah, well, I think, you know, also coming on and talking yeah. about it, our chat that we had before and our chat that we've, we're having now on the podcast yeah. is an absolute ginormous step as well. But yeah, 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 it is. I'm conscious of, of how massive it is. Um, but yeah, why shouldn't you say yeah. that? I know, it's crazy. Cause... Because that's what... That's yeah, well. right. And, and what I would say tied into that is I have never experienced anything negatively out there on the bike, ever. And I, I don't, mm-hmm. and I'm not, you know, I'm not saying I would expect to, or I'm not even saying that. I haven't, but that's not any reason for me not to state it. You know, like I guess I'm just meaning that it's that putting myself out there and making it obvious in a way that I'm happy to say that I want to see an improvement in the diversity I guess that that's what I'm trying to say you know and how can I help with that yeah well I guess just being a presence and using your voice and not necessarily using it just expressing the obvious that not feeling like you've got to do like big things I think just being present in the mountain bike scene saying it own it like yeah stating it and creating that avenue for people to to copy and to be like inspired and be like no I could do that too yeah (laughs) yeah um yeah Janine's doing it this is what she's saying I'm gonna do it because this is the thing that you just don't know what little ripples it will have and it's it's got to start somewhere and definitely like the mountain bike color collective is maybe chatting with them and seeing what they're doing and then how that can trickle down into because although the community like mountain bike community is small it's still massive Mm. and it spreads everywhere and some people aren't on in social media so they're not gonna they're not gonna know are they um but so uh, you know it's never going to be solved in a day a month a year a hundred years it's going to take a long fucking time oh yeah um (laughs) if i mean it do you ever think it will be solved is completely the wrong Mm -hmm. word um but do you think after generations and generations and generations and generations it will ever be different i'd love to think it would um i almost think that generation after generation after generation we're going to be so much of a mix 
that there almost won't be the split that there is um you know mm. but that whether we're around in those generations is another matter or we've imploded ourselves by then um <laughs> <laughs> but you know the very fact that, that you know yeah. the airplane allowed ease of travel so that sped up mixed races really quickly right and there's so many beautiful mixed races now and the mix is so incredible like um there's a account on instagram called mixed race faces and it's so cool to look at like when i was younger mixed race was Mm. black and white as in you know white british or white american and black african or black caribbean mixed now it's like yeah dutch and korean and like um russian mixed with you know that's this it's this huge melting pot of absolute human wonderment like we're if dogs are hard yeah. in this mixes we're going to be like so hardy in the future you'd like to think anyway um <laughs> yeah that's that in itself yeah maybe it would it would it's like you know it's just going to get so filtered down that there won't be this obvious black white thing mm. um maybe that's what we're living through where maybe we're living through that kind of i don't know weird half and half thing (laughs) but soon it'll just be a big smelting pot of it all yeah but oh yeah it it shouldn't be how it is but it is how it is it is and i think the only thing we can do is like give it voice acknowledge it support people through it and yeah just trying to correct and educate when the really obvious shit comes up yeah 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 and like those in the show notes i'm going to get the instagram account of the lady that Mm. i'm on about um but yeah on her Instagram account there's lots of highlight reels with lots of good reading that people can do and other websites and other accounts to follow to sort yeah. of get get a picture of it which is really good and you know it's because I I'm guilty of feeling like not bro- not approaching it and I know I've said to this this to you before but I just want to be open mm. and honest now like I was like oh god I'm asking Janine about women but actually I'm not covering the fact that there's also like an, an even bigger issue in terms of the representation of colour of mm. skin um, and I just I didn't mention that to you and then I, I kept thinking that I hadn't mentioned that to you and I was like am I part of the problem that I haven't and I know we, we had a great conversation and you I didn't want you to give me any reassurance <laughs> or anything, but you offered stuff up. I was like, no, yeah. no, no, that's not why I was saying that. You're not here to cook. You, you can't comfort me in that. That's my own fucking thing. But, um, yeah, it, I, you know, but I, I felt like it was better to say it and to put it out there and to say to you, I'm, I'm aware that I've done yeah, this. It, it totally, um, you totally were. And the very fact that, Rather yeah, than not. absolutely. And the very fact that I didn't bring it up as well would also make you think, 
well, maybe I shouldn't bring it up then because she hasn't spoken about it. Like, so there was this weird, like we both got into this, like, don't talk about the elephant in the room um, thing. <laughs> and so, who you know, who is right? But actually, it took my noticing at Project Evolve and particularly within the sport and the fact that we'd first spoken on this podcast about riding, which allowed me then to voice it because I felt safe with you to be able to say, actually, this has been on my radar. Um, and I noticed it at that event. And then the conversation went from there. But yeah, yeah. I was avoiding it, I suppose, beforehand. Um, but now I've seen it with my own eyes. I was that one. You know, I can't unsee that. I can't pretend yeah. that didn't happen. Um, because no. were there any other women there that day that came away thinking, I feel like I'm on my own when it was an all women organised event? Because I had that slight feeling of, oh, I still feel mm. not quite included. And it's nothing to do with what they did. Nothing to do with what they did. It's, no. it's the sport and my question is, why aren't, why isn't it more diverse? Yeah, and, I, you know, I can only speak mm. for myself, but I bet the answer to that question is no, no one did come away feeling like they were on their own apart from yourself, yeah. which is a, shines a massive light on it, doesn't it? Mm. And, yeah, it's not, you're not blaming mm project evolve no, or whatever it's it is you, you're highlighting that that's what yeah, it is a, that's what a lack it was of diversity in the sport yeah there bottom at bottom yeah so that um and and then i guess no so, go on i was just thinking like even that i'm i'm i can feel myself wanting to make an excuse or um or like just yeah no just, don't. i can feel myself wanting to justify and going but I wasn't looking for it. No, but you don't. This is you don't. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. That's that's my default setting. Is like I don't want to raise it. Like it's not yeah. a problem. It's okay. Like I coped. I'm fine. <laughs> that's what's going on yeah, inside but, me. <laughs> yeah, that default. Yeah. Oh no, but it's not but a problem. I had a great day. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. It's okay. Yeah. Which <laughs> I guess the the thing is, is that you can. You can feel several several things at once, yeah, can't you? Yeah. So, yes, you had a good day on your yeah. bike, but you still also felt like not felt it. That was what it was. There's no feeling yeah. about it. That's what it was. That you were, you felt like you're on your own. But yeah, you had in a nice way. time riding. But in that way, I was on my had, own. You felt, yeah, yeah. So that's that is what it is. And yeah, why should you have to justify? Mm. That you certainly don't in yeah. in this space, and you know, hopefully, in your circles and your friends and family, you don't feel like you have to dilute it either. And because that, I'm just trying to think of any sort of anything. There's no, there's nothing comparable. I was just trying to think of like a really tamer version of that that I may have experienced mm. to bring it home but there isn't because i tell you one thing that does yeah it's um, not something i have to that did pop up right just just you thinking about that just reminded me of when my best mates went traveling and they were the only white people 
where they visited. And I remember them coming back being like, oh, my God, it was everyone was staring and da 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 da. And I'm sitting there thinking, <laughs> all right, that's <laughs> my word. <laughs> and I, you know, like, they were so blown away that, like, they were getting all this attention and that people wanted to, were staring at them and all of this stuff. And I'm like, that's that's my life. That's life. That's how I've experienced it. Like that was their first taste of it. But I don't know if they really at that point, because it was quite a few years ago, acknowledged that they probably have done since, to be fair, knowing them. Um, mm. But yeah, that I remember then that was thinking, oh, you know, I was just like nodding along going, yeah, OK, <laughs> that's what it's like. That's how it yeah. feels. <laughs> yeah. And that that was like an occasion where they're on a holiday and then they're coming back to their world yeah, where yeah. that doesn't happen. Yeah. Whereas it sounds like for you, there is no escape yeah, from yeah. it. That There's is no novelty. That is your, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that one time this happened. It's like, yeah. One time that didn't happen. Yeah. That's probably. Yeah. Oh mate, you know, it's a, it's going to be exhausting, isn't it? And yeah, like, it, like, yeah, and especially if you not, there's no out. If there's no outlet for it as well, I can't even imagine what that will do. Yeah, years and years of it. I'm talking because even when like a a small thing happens in someone's life for a very short period of time, you don't have that outlet. Mm. It can make you feel a bit bananas. Yes. Whereas, I mean, there's ha- having that. Yeah, there's um. So, you know, obviously I hold women's circles and there are a few women's circle holders um, who hold circle purely for women of colour. Um, and when I trained to do one of my circle uh, facilitations, the the trainer was so aware of it. She organised like a separate kind of part of the course that was for us because actually when you dig into your ancestry which is part of circle facilitation and kind of looking into why women are the way they are and the suppression and it all goes back to kind of witches and like mistrust of women between women it goes quite deep generationally I won't bore you with that now but on top of the women aspect of it there is an ancestral um delving to be done if you like and I honestly can say that when I did that was the first time it really landed with me that my family was stolen from Africa and taken to the Caribbean and then it dawned on me also that my so my mum had always said oh we got Scottish in our lineage and I was like oh yeah yeah well it landed with me at that point well, the Scottish in that was a slave owner who raped a black woman. And then our family came from that. And of course, because the child then would have been mixed, that child then gets treated nicer because they're mixed. So they're slightly more palatable, shall we say. And that's my lineage. So this circle holder facilitator held space for us to be able to sit with that shit because I don't think I'd ever really acknowledge that and that's quite weighty <laughs> that's an understatement fucking hell like 
yeah, you know, you put that stuff in there as well. And uh, and then, oh, God, you know, it's just all sorts. We went to the Caribbean on holiday when my dad was still alive, when I must have been, what, 14? And we went to a museum and it had like a slave trade section in it. And I remember seeing child handcuffs rusted ones about that big Um, it broke my fucking heart um, and you just think that's my heritage so there's a lot there's a lot going on under there and with all of the um the people pleasing and all of the um, justifying and all of the noticing but not wanting to notice and I can't be the only one feeling like it I know I'm not the only one feeling like it um but it's tangled up in this huge big societal mess of how we're supposed to live and Mm. acknowledge but not acknowledge and not upset and you know it's it's all in that stuff and you know it's just a lot it's just a lot It is a lot. It, it's, yeah, it's fucking. Yeah, it's a lot. But yeah, the more like, <laughs> yeah, and everybody's got these stories, and not everybody's had those realizations. And some people choose to look at it, and some people choose not to. Um, but it's all there in some kind of capacity. It's just. Mm. how we choose to deal with it I guess yeah and I I guess when you're uncovering and bringing to the surface that sort of stuff that is just fucking like so massive that like how do you even comprehend that um it is you know and like so that's the side of it when you know people say oh are you looking for it you know they don't have that experience, you know, they don't have that. They've not had to kind of think about their family like that, you know, like that's my great, great, great grandmother, you know, like and when I talk about things being generational, and you know this, I'm teaching you this, but, you know, my, my, my mum's egg that had me, right, that formed me was in her mother. So what her mother went through had a DNA imprint on my mum and therefore me. You know, we are inside our grandmothers. Mm. There's deep stuff. It's it's not just boom and there you are born as you are. Like trauma runs through the body. And if trauma was running through that far back, it's being carried through the physical mm. somehow. And I'll fight anyone to the death who tells me it's not. <laughs> I'll fight with you. <laughs> oh, oh I'll cheerlead, cheerlead you and then jump in. Um. <laughs> yeah, it's like mind blowing, isn't it? And the gravity, the gravity of that is fucking yeah, humongous. And it, it just you're just scratching the surface, really, of how complex this yeah. is and how yeah, it's so deep rooted. Mm. And 
and normalized yeah, it's not, you know it's not going to be and normalized so like we yeah. say the slave trade this is just the slave trade right i mean what does that actually mean <laughs> you know I that that's yeah <laughs> cowardly people not wanting to acknowledge them, go yeah, there they're... and therefore suppress i mean you know could talk about this for hours mm. but the whole education system and how we're taught in school and what we're taught yeah. needs to be i know there are some changes coming through but yeah but, you know that's taking a lot of work and some people like a few people having a massive fucking voice and doing a lot of work to get these changes in because if if those people weren't doing that work mm. and saying stop obli- stop obliterating us from the fucking history yeah. book, the the masses would be just teaching the fucking hand-picked shit that makes Britain look good, whatever. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. God, it's... It's massive. Oh, it's huge. God, I don't know what that noise is going to sound. <laughs> mm, it's... It is, it's huge. Yeah, it's... And then I guess when sometimes when you face with, like, something so big and complex, it can make maybe people feel like this wash of like inertia come over because you're like oh my god it's so big i'm having a bit of an existential crisis now oh god how what's the path of least resistance and then you can just sort of like go oh i'm just gonna stay on my path as Mm. i was i'm talking like you know like myself like a white privilege because of my skin color but it needs people to just be like no, not going the path of least resistance. I'm going to learn about this and I'm going to do these tiny little things that I can to that will ultimately make differences. Mm. Because if, you know, those people in that cafe had supported you and challenged you, you would have walked away feeling differently. (laughs) I know it wouldn't have changed what had happened or changed that man. Maybe it would have made that man think, but it would have been a a day that perhaps would have felt differently for you and that's enough isn't it that's that's enough of a change totally to to take that action yeah but you don't have the action doesn't have to be massive it but it I think I don't know this is just me waffling from my own thing is thinking well what's what what can you do doing something better than totally and I can go back to um what how much weight words have like I Mm. am so careful of what I say like almost too careful sometimes of what I say like obviously we all have bants with our mates don't we like come on we're human but in terms of you know getting a point across or if I'm talking about something to someone or with someone that I you know more of a professional setting or you know the fear of being overheard or anything like that like I'm so careful with what I say because of how I've been hurt by words in the past I guess that's the the one thing I could say that people could help with if you hear something that you think might hurt someone or have some impact on them, speak up, like challenge mm. back. That's the one thing you can do because in that cafe, I felt like I couldn't. I didn't want to have a row. I'd had a lovely day on my bike. 
I just wanted to get a coffee and I wanted to go home. That's all I wanted to do. I didn't expect to hear that. But you're right. If if someone had said something to him or, or, or done something, spoke up to make me feel supported, I would, might not still be talking about this now three weeks later or at least have some hope that maybe yeah. that man would go away and reflect on it and maybe not say something like that again in the future that would hurt somebody else. But I don't know that now. All I know is that he got a laugh out of his comment, not purposely. It was that awkward kind of laugh that people do, you know, like Benny Hill, that, that, that shit. You know, people just awkwardly laugh at it because it seems like you should um, rather than actually taking it for what it is. That's where people can help. Yeah. Listen to the weight of the words being spoken around you and and yeah. just challenge them. You don't have to laugh along with everything. If you don't think it's right, say something. Yeah. Yeah, because you can bet your bottom dollar you won't be the only one thinking yeah. that. I think if you're, a, if you're a good person, which most people yeah. are, you'll know you'll know when something doesn't feel right and I can pretty much guarantee what happened after I left I'm sure the man went and I'm sure the owner and the girl at the cashier were were just like oh my god that was awful oh my god I wanted to I could picture what's happening yeah or what would have happened it's too late it's too late it's gone yeah the moments and yeah I just I'm just Thinking, yeah, that they are, they would have known. They're good people. They, they would have are known. really so good people. You know, yeah. So they're chatting about it after, yeah. like they. If that ever happened again, that in that moment they should shout up in that moment and be like, "What?" Yeah. And yeah, ch- challenge because. And then it, you know, if that person argues back, then challenge further mm. because. I just, yeah. They're, oh, I wonder if they're still thinking. Yeah, about do you know, it, I still, I'm still are. thinking about it. I still think, God, should I drop her a message mm. <laughs> and say, did you hear what I heard? But I'm like, God, no, I don't. You know, I don't need to be doing that. I need to be doing what I need to be doing, <laughs> getting on with my life. And <sighs> but I do, I, I do think that. I wonder if she thinks what? Yeah. Well, then, yeah. You, if if anyone was thinking, well, yeah, Janine, go go and ask them, and get closure on it or mm. whatever. But actually, why the fuck should mm. you then have to go and put yourself back in that situation and have that sort of conversation? Yeah. Because I guess that there's the unknown of well, what will they say? What am I going to step into? So I played that in my head as um, well. I thought right because I like to go in there before I have a coffee when I leave that ride and um. And I thought, oh, if I go back in and, and she says, oh, my God, you know, she might say, I'm really sorry about what happened last time you were in. And then what? Then what? Like, what do I say? I go, oh, you know, it was really awful. Or, you know, do I I can almost just imagine myself going, oh, yeah, don't worry about it. I can I can see myself doing that. You know, and that's not what I think at all. Yeah. But I could just it's just so fucking awkward. Like the best thing to be done is if you hear something that sounds that makes you go, Ugh. Use your privileged voice if you've got one, please. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, only good will come yeah. out of that, I would yeah. say, because 
And I think that's, you know, making you feel supported as well yeah. is is massive there because, yeah, you're just going to feel like you're on your own in that scenario. And that's just horrible to think, like really horrible. Not just not sit right. No. Um, and then you come back, yeah, that's weird. It comes back to that feeling on your own, you know, like felt on my own in that way at the event. But it's fine because it was that was supportive and amazing and I felt great. But then you can be left on your own feeling really vulnerable and really exposed and really disappointed. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not surprised. Yeah. But all those people. Yeah, it's just going to... And I guess, like you described, that there's three things that you've only meant that you've mentioned. I'm sure there's others, like within the last couple of weeks, but time and time again, things like that happening. Like, what a bearing on your sort of soul. And then that, but then you're counteracting it with all your um, amazing stuff, and like you're genuinely giddy about your bike and stuff. And it's, I just think, God, it must be exhausting. Yeah. So I asked my daughter about it. So she's obviously half me, half white. And um, we asked her the other day if she like notices anything. And so she's only, she's 11. So she's in year six. That's the age I was when I first experienced any significant racism. Mm. And um, and she says, oh no, she goes, no, not, not really like from my friend. She goes, but I do notice sometimes like if the teacher's reading about something and then they say, you know, what, what was the example she gave? I think it was a book that they were reading and that the, the character was black and this black person had said, and she goes, and then everybody looked at me. And I'm like, that, and that's, that's what I mean. That's, that's it right there. Like none of those kids meant to do that in a bad way, but she knew that she was mm. going to get the look. So you just end up looking down and like kind of around with your mm. eyes. Um, You know, and I've also heard, in a local secondary school near to us, not like my local one, but they still make them speak the N-word in texts in class out loud. What? Are you joking? <laughs> and there's kids of colour who have raised and said, I don't feel comfortable. They're like, it's in the text. You need to read it. <laughs> in 2022, oh. this was. So, you know, like, yeah. Fucking hell. Yeah. So it's it's alive and kicking, mate. <laughs> oh, that just makes me really angry and but also like this feeling of helplessness. Mm. But I think, you know, chatting to you and talking about how people can support if they if you ever find yourself in that situation and you I mean I would always challenge yeah, that's, that's it I remember yeah nearly getting punched in the face in South Africa because I went and then this is not I don't, no of course I support it I don't want to I'm no, not I trying to know. get any congratulations <laughs> on this but we were we we're in a bar and um there was this 
black guy selling roses and there was this table next to us with some um horrific white South Africans, some racist bastards. And one of them started gobbing off at this lad that was selling roses. Um and I like my back went up and I was like listening and I was watching this. He was this guy was well, drunk or sober, I'm sure it wouldn't have made a difference, but he um I can't remember what he was shouting, but he was being really aggressive towards him and he was being really racist. And I was like, my fucking heart was beating and my adrenaline started going. I was like, what the fuck? And then this bloke got up and walked over to him and I just fucking dived off the table. My sister tried to grab me back, um, but I was having none of it. And I dived and I um, ran over. I think he pushed him and then I got in the middle of them without even thinking but I was like I can't, I'm not watching it I can't watch this I knew how racist mm. and I, I knew I knew the history there and I knew that there were some horrible people that were still there and that it was like very real and very rife but I never expected that to be happening in front of me so overtly like this this fucking lad was selling roses mm. man like he wasn't not that anyone deserves no, that but yeah. you know what I mean and I just I couldn't sit there. I couldn't sit there. And I didn't even think about I could have got hurt or anything like that. I just thought I can't, I'll never be able to rest mm. if I watch this play out and not fucking say anything and will not get involved. Um, and I was just pushing this prick away, this white lad. And I can't remember what I was shouting at him. I was just like, sit down, you racist bastard. Um, I was ready to fight him. And I, in that moment, I was just like, I'm not watching this injustice. Um, it's making me feel like, yeah. I was so, dis, you know, I was just like, what the fuck? And that was, you know, that probably happened all the time. And But I, so I know that I will always challenge regardless of the outcome. And even if I don't do it in the right way perhaps I'll always think well it was better than doing nothing yeah. because you know I, I I can't in my conscience sit and watch and be part of and not like be part of the problem mm. that yeah, makes sense totally. um but yeah I'll, ne- I'll never forget that in um South Africa mm. I'll never forget it and I, I just I spent time with people there that were our friends friends um oh some of the stuff they were saying i was like yeah fucking yeah, it's, hell it's a complicated this one this is that never one. gonna be yeah i just couldn't i was like i don't want to spend any time with you i just yeah they it was just mad mm-hmm. they just had these like real um what's the word just had loads of opinions and views on stuff that were just unfounded that were just just built on their parents racism basically they, yeah. there was no fact to what they yeah. were saying i was like yeah huh? that's really hard it one. just didn't make any sense to me yeah it didn't make any sense i was like i don't i don't understand mm. where this is where this is coming from it's bananas but they couldn't see it <sighs> um but yeah that's you know, no. I'm not trying. I'm not saying that to try and be like, oh, I'm a hit, I'm a no, hero, or anything. But I was just thinking, I would, I would definitely challenge. Um, and thank you. I think there's, there's either. so many that 
that would. And my friends have done it even when I've had it to my face on a night out. Um, and when I had, when I laughed, a guy said something and he said a derogatory term in a, like one of those well-known phrases. He said an N word in a wood pile, something like that. And I laughed because I was like, I couldn't take it in. Aww. And she totally went for him. Um, and it is, it's those, those sorts of things. It's like, yeah, you can't, you can't say that. You like, you can't say that. <laughs> Just be brave and say that, you know, See, he wasn't my, he wasn't our friend. He wasn't known to us. He was just some random bloke. Like it's exactly that. It's just use your voice where you can, because again, I couldn't, I couldn't at that point. I was just like dumbfounded and you feel exposed and a little bit scared. Imagine how that boy selling roses felt, you know, and if you didn't, who, you know. I know. Well, yeah, there was, there was lots of other people mm. there. But, like, my, so my sister tried to hold me back because she said after, like, we had a massive row um, because she said you could have got really hurt. And I was like, well, I didn't really think about that at the time. But that, yeah, for me at that time, that wasn't a priority. I didn't. But, there might have been people sat there that was that were scared of this obnoxious prick. But I don't know whether it's because I had been in the police or because of my character, I don't know. But I was just like maybe, you know, fucking touchwood, but I don't jinx myself now, but I'll go in all guns blazing basically. <laughs> just think don't I don't care. Like it'll be all I don't know. God, I've got it. I'm getting superstitious now with what I'm saying that I'm going <laughs> to jinx myself and get get involved in splitting a fight up and get myself in fucking trouble. <laughs> but oh. um, I think what you're what's coming out for me, like we're chatting, is that really recognizing that how you would feel in those situations, mm. and despite what might be, um what you might be doing that actually recognizing that underneath so maybe you're in that moment because you don't because there's all these things playing mm. at play that you could be laughing it off you could be being flippant diluting yeah. it whatever but actually that's a pre- defensive mechanism and it's you're protecting yourself so actually thinking hang on a minute there's bound to be a lot of complex shit going on underneath Mm. that is that is at play here and I don't know maybe I just think I don't even know if this is right but because I'm respecting like you've said before that not everyone will be tapping into the deep roots of this maybe some people just want to they don't want to go there they're just bobbing along in life and whatnot so maybe they don't want someone to stand up and and assume that there's loads of stuff going on underneath the surface for them. I'm just catching myself mm. when I'm saying this, but um, just to recognise that there'll be lots of things that are happening in that moment that will mean that you're not giving your voice. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, 
totally. Like, say if you were laugh, say if something happened in front of me, like we were together and you were laughing about something that someone said, I think I would now, especially having spoke to you, think, I know Janine might be laughing, but I've got a bit of an inkling of what is going on underneath this. So I'm going to ignore her response to it and I'm going with my gut and I'm going to be like, nah, or, or, you know, whatever the scenario well is. Well pulled out, um, Danny, actually. Really well pulled out of that. You've, you've hit the nail on the head. Like, everybody would look to me for a reaction. And my reaction is obviously, is honestly, and usually the opposite of what's going on inside. Because I'm doing exactly mm. that, protecting myself and not wanting to cause upset, cause a confrontation, have drama, be labelled the angry black woman. Um, all of that stuff is going on, hundred percent, yeah. spot on. And I bet you that would probably apply yeah. for ninety percent of other people. Some people just like don't mm. give a shit, like will just take it on, um, or you know fight back or you know argue back. But most, I would say, wouldn't want the bother. Yeah. So. But yeah, I'm definitely taking that away that almost to ignore, not in a bad mm. way, but go with go with my gut and what I know and challenge regardless of the reaction of the victim of it. I think that's so true. Because I guess, you know, I'm I'm in that position where I have got this white privilege, haven't I? Mm. And it, I haven't got the same fears or, or you know, fear of reprisal or anything mm. like that. I mean, being, like, yeah, and just. Yeah. And then, yeah, I, I suppose when you were saying you were thinking about, oh, actually, you don't want to assume that that's what's happening. If something was said. So if we were in that cafe together. And you looked at me and I'm just looking at the floor or laughing. Maybe the best thing to do is be like, Janine, how does that make you feel? honestly and then I would give you the honest answer as a friend and then there you go there's your answer so I might be laughing you know honestly how did that make you feel honestly well it made me feel like total shit right boom in something said yeah so maybe it's a check-in if you're there with someone and it's happened so a check-in how how are they honestly feeling about what was said and then when they confirm that that made them really uncomfortable then use your voice of privilege to challenge back to that person. Mm. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Yeah, have a check-in. Mm. Yeah. But, yeah, I guess I was just thinking then, like, playing it out that... Say if you were really like, oh, no, I really, really don't want anything to be mm. said, and you were really like... Rrr. But my gut was mm. going, ah, uh, no, that makes me feel uncomfortable. Um, <laughs> Send me out of the cafe. Like, you, Get out! Is it... <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, you don't want to hear this. <laughs> um, it's almost like, can you surpass that? I guess it's mm. all within the context. And you, if you know that person and, or if you yeah. don't, I don't know. I guess you've got to read, read, read the situation. Read it. But I would... Um, yeah, because yeah. actually playing it out in my mind, I'm thinking, actually, I could imagine myself going... Oh, oh, you don't, you know, oh, even if you said, you know, do you want me to say something? Don't I say said, no, it's fine, it's fine. 
but again that's don't believe me yeah that that's actually that's probably like gonna be the yeah, default because actually in two hours time I'd probably be really glad that you said something and didn't just walk away and huh. yeah yeah because I guess when 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 things have been said like that and there hasn't it's like the aftermath of it. There's the moment. There's the moment in time when it's mm. happening, and um, then it's afterwards. That's when the damage yeah. is done. And I'm, I'm, the only thing that I'm thinking is very slightly like it, not like it, but it might that I relate to a tiny bit is when I was poorly. A lot of people said some crazy shit to me about chemo, about the surgery that I needed to have. Mm. Um, I got told by someone that I didn't need two boobs. And so in that moment, I was like dumbfounded, but also very conscious of not making them feel uncomfortable. Mm. And I I think I just went, eh. and then it wasn't until... Hours later, days later, weeks later, four years mm. later, that I still think about that. Um, think, what the fuck? And it made me it made me afraid of that person mm. because I didn't want to then have a conversation because I was like, I'm afraid of what they're yeah. going to say. Now, this was a momentary health thing that I had in my life that was, you know, there. It, it, I wasn't born with it i haven't had to grow up with mm. it you know so i'm not saying that it's the same no, as what but it's a, it's you experience at all but it, it's just maybe that where there's some something happens in the moment and that there was no deep-rooted complexity with mm. that it was just a, a fucking stupid thing to yeah. say and that has affected me and that was just a stupid yeah. thing to say whereas what you experience is fucking yeah, a million times a zillion times worse mm. than that. Yeah. Um, so I'm not trying to say it's the same, but I'm just, I'm just sort of trying no, to relate. No, so the thing is, it's, it's right. It's all that. on a scale, right? So this is what I'm saying about like, everybody has their experiences. That is a really fair point that you make. And that is so true. Like, this is what we go back to. And I say about the weight of words, you know, that person needs to understand that that was such a stupid thing to say and how much of an effect that has had on you, even now, right? Like mm. four years later. Yet, yes, I have these things said to me and that it's all through my life and everything. But on that scale, and I'm not justifying, I'm just saying this is real, like on that scale, I'm privileged in being mixed. You go darker than me, it gets worse, right? So... <laughs> There is a scale, but there is an under- there needs to be an understanding. So it's amazing that you can acknowledge that kind of similarity, but there is a massive scale. So there's, the, you know, we're all on it somewhere. It's like anything. We're all on a scale. Uh, but I feel privileged that I'm mixed. You know, some of my blacker family have had worse. And then you go like deep African black, you know, it's it's horrendous what they must have to deal with mm. you know so it is it's it's knowing like understanding the weight of language the weight of words the weights of the weights of looks even you know like that can happen too you know this is 
<laughs> I had to take my daughter to the doctor the other day. Um, and the, the doctor, the, the doctor that was that's normally there was off. And the doctor that opened the door was this beautiful black African skin doctor. Like, and I, all I walked out of there thinking was, oh my God, like, I wonder how he's, I hope his day has been okay in his sleepy rural doctor surgery today. I really do. Like, uh, I'm sure it was. And it was, I don't even know why I'm thinking about it, but I just had that feeling of like, he would have had looks. He would have had old people in there going in there going, oh, I was expecting Dr. So-and-so. He probably had that. Yeah. You know, it's just it's being aware of that it is going on, whether you like to think that it is or not, whether you choose to see it or not, it's going on all the time. Yeah, 100%. And... Yeah, it, it's not going to go away unless, you know, well, a long, long time, mm. but also all these little things that people can yeah. do to challenge to challenge it. Um, yeah, and to step forward, I guess. Mm. And, yeah. And just trust that that's the right thing to do and that will then make whatever happens okay. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's like you haven't got, there's not a blueprint to say, well, this is how you're going to deal with this situation. No. I think you've got to, Follow your gut and just, you know. Be human about it. Yeah. Just be a caring human about it. Maybe put yourself in the other's shoes. Although I I get that that's really difficult in a position of privilege because, like you say, you know, you haven't experienced that as your life experience growing up. But through what you're learning and understanding now, like, yeah, it, it's probably getting a little bit more easier to grasp than it, you know, maybe was 10, 15 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. How are you feeling, mate? Good. I'm feeling really good, actually. I feel like it's been good to talk about stuff that I don't get to talk about. Um, I feel like... We've got to a point where we've both found something tangible that can help as well um, in mm. the day to day, which I think is really important because there's definitely that feeling of like, well, what can I do about it? Well, I think we've touched on that. Um, yeah. And yeah. Just to kind of just to share some real experiences, you know, like I'm not looking for it. Um, it's there. Don't it's, just yeah, it. That's it just those things just feels good actually just to be able to put it on the table it's made me realize I ain't looking for it it's there um and that I just want to delve a little bit deeper into the other people's reasons for getting into the sport and why people aren't that's what where I'd like to go with it so yeah I'm feeling good I'm feeling like we can do something helpful here yeah definitely and well shall shall we shout out now and love to. i'll have a sleep to shout plaster it yes, please. go on then so shout out janine there is anybody 
with beautiful black or brown skin who would like to come on here and talk to us about their experience of riding and their black and brown skin and how that's been and how that might intermingle with their delving into the sport or just life experiences I just would love to hear like a plethora of her experiences because like I do think that the blanket thing is an issue like people just assume that's everybody's experience so it's all different and I just would love to be able to yeah show that that's not the case and just find out how that is for other people but I'd love to hear from other riders I really would yeah I'd love to okay well we will and not necessarily just women either all people of color men and no. women girls and boys yeah all the pronouns definitely. everybody <laughs> everyone yeah every yeah definitely because although we're doing this under like the podcast it's not yeah it's it's branching branching out to to another facet shall we say um but yeah we'll together because another thing you were saying that you you had to really look for people on Instagram mm. didn't you like actually yeah. look and you didn't find many people that looked like you and then I've been coming across people and then say I hope that hasn't been annoying but I was like oh I wonder if Janine knows about them um but it, that just really hit home as well when you said that that you have to really mm. look and that yeah that could put you know just the, go back there's a there's a kid in a bedroom and they're like oh I think I want to I've, I've watched happened to have seen something I think I want to do mountain biking let me see who else is doing yeah. it and then they're scrolling or they're searching and then after a few minutes they haven't mm. seen it you probably just give yeah up. you give up or then you find like, oh, nah, I found myself playing is going well what hashtag do I need to use I mean what the hell <laughs> like you know yeah how do you find people that it's obviously not easy because I've I've searched. Yeah, you know. Yeah, so yeah, let's we'll tag. We'll, we'll yeah we'll chat about mm. it after and we'll think of people that we can contact yeah, and to tag and then get this shared and yeah get people to come and chat and we've said before that you were going to be like the what's the word like the lead on it if you like because. It is your voice. This is not my voice. I can't be the voice. Ooh. So, but I can facilitate. Just do yeah. what we've been doing, basically. Yeah, I co-host but it. Be, that just, would be great. Yeah. Oh, thank and then, you so much for asking. Yeah, some people, but no, thank you, Janine. And I just really appreciate how how massive this is for you, and how it's a big step because you're not just talking to me in the moment now we're recording something that's going to go out mm. there and I know that you've, you've been thinking about that so just it's really really courageous and I think that it's going to create a massive like ripple effect that yeah will just be awesome mm. and probably not know all the amazing impact it will have because you you just don't do you don't know where it goes or, or what it will do lots of people do come forward and tell you but I think Lots of people will, yeah, take something away and it will cha change the path, which is, mm. yeah, so. all we can do. Definitely, definitely, it will, 100%. And it's just the start as well, mm. isn't it? So I just want to, yeah, say thank you so much for 
chatting and sharing all this, I know it's it's huge and I really appreciate you being so brave and honest and yeah, talking about it. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Girls on Wheels. If you enjoyed it, please head over to podchaser.com and leave me a review. And don't forget to tell all your mates. If you've got any comments or want to get in touch, head over to my socials and drop me a message as I love hearing from you guys. I hope that by listening to this today, it's made you want to get out and ride your bike.